You can have a job, or you can have a career, or you can have a calling. And if you can somehow figure out how to have a calling, you have hit the jackpot, because that's the big deal. The stress primarily comes from not taking action over something that you can have some control over. You guys will find that you have passions, and having a passion is a gift. I think we all have passions, and you don't get to uh, choose them, they pick you, but you have to be alert to them. You have to be looking for them. And when you find your passion, it's a fantastic gift for you because it gives you direction, it gives you purpose. Uh, you can have a job, or you can have a career, or you can have a calling, and the best thing is to have a calling. And if you find your passion, you'll have that, and all your work won't feel like work to you. Do something you're very passionate about and don't try to chase what is kind of the hot passion of the day. You can choose a life of ease and comfort, or you can choose a life of service and adventure. Which one of those, when you're 90 years old, are you gonna be more proud of? Whatever it is that we're gonna to do to start to address that situation, even if it's not solved, the mere fact that we're addressing it dramatically reduces any stress that might come from it. So stress comes from ignoring things that you shouldn't be ignoring, um, I think in large part. So uh, stress doesn't come, people get stressed uh, uh, wrong all the time, in my opinion. Stress doesn't come from hard work, for example. You know, you can be working incredibly hard and loving it. And likewise, you can be out of work and incredibly stressed over that. No matter how good we are, we can still be better. You can always be better. Customers have a divine discontent and they teach you if you listen to customers. So we watch for that and we see patterns and we can find places where it's not working, something's going wrong. And that's really how I get the feedback is from customer input. What you really want to do is you take that, it's an anecdote, it's a single example, but you need to find the root cause what went wrong deep inside the system? How did this happen? Because then you can fix it for everyone. My job, one of my jobs as the leader of Amazon, is to encourage people to be bold. And people love to focus on things that aren't yet working. Um, and that's good, it's human nature. That kind of divine discontent can be very helpful. But uh, you really, you know, it's incredibly hard to get people to take bold bets. And you need to encourage that. And if you're going to take bold bets, they're going to be experiments. And if they're experiments, you don't know ahead of time whether they're going to work. Every single important thing we've ever done, the most important things have always seemed um, dumb to industry experts at the beginning. So you have to get really good results. You have to, be, you have to defy conventional wisdom. And the problem, of course, is that conventional wisdom is usually correct. Uh, experiments uh, are by their very nature uh, prone to failure but big successes a few big successes compensate for dozens and dozens of things that didn't work Kindle Amazon Prime our third-party seller business all of those things are examples of bull bets that, uh, that that did work and they pay for a lot of experiments I've made billions of dollars of failures at amazon.com literally billions of dollars of failures. You don't just fix the symptom, you have to fix the root cause. And that's been the secret to our operational success for 20 years. There are a lot of things that are a waste of time. You know, when you think about your life, I think 
I, I often tell people um, that I work with, if you can get, because people, people have very high standards for how they want their work life to be. And, uh, and I said, look, if you can get your work life to be where you enjoy half of it, that is a home, that is amazing. Because very few people ever achieve that. Because the truth is, everything comes with overhead. That's reality. I'm willing to keep funding things if, if, if there's one high judgment champion who still wants to keep trying. And I think that's um, uh, extremely important because I think most companies, uh, especially larger companies, give up on things too soon. It's companies that don't continue to experiment, companies that don't embrace failure, they eventually get in a desperate position where they, the only thing they can do is make a kind of Hail Mary bet at the very end of their corporate existence. Whereas companies that are, you know, uh, making bets all along, even, you know, big bets, but not bet the company bets. I don't, I don't believe in bet the company bets. That's when you're desperate. That's, that's the last thing you can do. What we're really focused on is thinking long-term, putting the customer at the center of our universe, and inventing. Those are the three big ideas to think long-term, because a lot of invention doesn't work. Uh, if you're going to invent, it means you're going to experiment, you have to think long-term. So these three ideas, customer centricity, long-term thinking, and a passion for invention, those go together. That's how we do it, and um, by the way, we have a lot of fun doing it that way. Every job comes with pieces you don't like, and we need to say, that's just how, that's part of it. Uh, and, and, and not resent those pieces, or try not to, uh, but also try to minimize them. I tell senior executives, you should have the least stress. You know, there's this weird, I think, false uh, idea that CEOs, I'm a CEO, there's this false idea that CEOs are under the most stress. Well, I look at that, I'm like, why? You're in charge. That is true for most businesses, um, where you kind of proceed adaptively, it's step by step, you, you figure it out, you have a success, and then you kind of double down on that success and you figure out what, what else you can do, what customers want. Everything we've done and all the success we have is at its root primarily due to the fact that we have put customers first. So you really need to be very clear with yourself and I think one of the best ways to do that is this notion of projecting yourself forward to age 80, looking back on your life and trying to make sure you've minimized the number of regrets you have. That works for, that works for career decisions, it works for family decisions. It means step-by-step uh, step ferociously and it's the motto for Blue Origin um, and uh, uh, basically you can't skip steps. You have to put one foot in front of the other. Things take time. Uh, you, there are no shortcuts. And, uh, but, uh, but you want to do those steps with you know, passion and ferocity. You need to be um, if you, uh, nimble and robust. So you need to be able to take a punch. Uh, and you also need to be quick and, 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 and innovative and, and doing new things at a high speed. That's, that's the best defense against the future. And you have to always be leaning into the future. If you're, if you're leaning away from the future, the future is going to win every time. Never, ever, ever lean away from the future. 
being an inventor requires, because the world is so complicated, you have to be a domain expert. I mean, in a way, even if, even if you're not at the beginning, you have to learn, 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 learn enough so that you become a domain expert. But the danger is once you've become a domain expert, you can be trapped by that knowledge. And so inventors have this paradoxical ability to have that, you know, 10,000 hours of practice and be a real domain expert and have that beginner's mind, have that, that look at it freshly, even though they know so much about the domain. A young person should find something that they're passionate about to do. And uh, that's not going to surprise anyone. It's, it's a clear thing to do. It's very hard. If you don't love your work, you're never going to be great at it. And that's the key um, to, to inventing. You have to have both. And I think that is intentional. I think all of us have that inside of us. And we could all do it. But you have to be intentional about it. You have to say, yeah, I am going to become an expert. And I'm going to keep my beginner's mind. You have to figure out how to set up your life in such a way that you can minimize the things. And I find people don't dislike hard work. What people dislike is being um, out of control. Like they can't control their life. They can't control their environment. I think everybody has their own uh, passion, their own thing that they're interested in. And then you're very alert to the things that that are in the sphere of influence of that passion. My advice would be the same for uh, any kind of entrepreneur, and that is make sure that you are focused on something you're passionate about. So if you look at the early internet companies, they were started and focused on doing something that they thought was very interesting long before the internet was fashionable in any way. We only have a few principles at Amazon, kind of core values that we go back to over and over again. And if you looked at each of the things that we do, you would see those run straight through everything. So the first one, and by far the most important one, is customer obsession. And we talk about it as customer obsession as opposed to competitor obsession. And I have seen over and over again companies talk about that they're customer focused. But really, when I pay close attention to them, I believe they are competitor-focused. Customers are always dissatisfied, they, even when they don't know it, even when they think they're happy. They actually do want a better way, and they just don't know yet what that should be. And that's why I always warn people, customer obsession is not just listening to customers. Customer obsession is also inventing on their behalf it's not their job to invent for themselves. The other thing I would suggest to uh, any young person, uh, even before they start their career, is to really think about their choices. You can get very fixed on your gifts. So everybody has gifts. There are a lot of things that you can be given, but those things can confuse you because they're not the things that construct your life. It's your choices that construct your life. You can't follow the fashion when you're trying to do a startup company or I think really anything in life. But you have to, as an entrepreneur, if you're gonna, if you're gonna build a company, pick something you think is interesting that has the intersection of genuinely creating real customer value and then just stay right there and let the wave catch you. You know, you're very lucky if you have a career. A lot of people end up with a job. So it's not like I really have a choice to follow this passion. 
it has captured me. All overnight successes take about 10 years.